Good morning, and welcome to All In. My name is Art Cardos, and I love talking about All In and being All In with the Lord. I hope you're having a great day, and hopefully we can contribute to that and make it even a little brighter. The title on today's program, if I had to give it one, would be No More Toil, Get With God's System. What does that mean, and what does it mean to us? You know, every day, each one of us gets up and has a life that's set before us. Something that we have to do. Sometimes it's made by us, our our own schedule. Sometimes it's made by just life itself, having to go to work, having to work with people, having to just take care of people. And some have it easier than others, maybe, and seemingly anyway, and some have it harder than others, seemingly. What I want to talk about today is what God's intentional plan was and is for mankind. That's you and me. What He wants to happen for us. So often we get logical and you know, when you think about any religion, any denomination, most of them are laid out logically, and they are laid out with reason. And yet the whole Bible tells us to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So how do we mix this together? And most of us, I believe, uh, all of us that have grown up in the last 50, 60, 70 years, 80 years, have grown up in a system where either you belong to a certain denomination or a religion, or you didn't. And most people, I would think, in most families, belong to some type of organization that had to do with religious thoughts, whether it's Jewish, Christian, or whatever. So, we all struggle with what we've been taught by people who were part of an organized culture, an organized faith. Not that it shouldn't be organized, because the Bible is extremely organized. Yet, all the while, in the Bible, God is referring to us in a way that tells us to go out in the limb and believe, and use our faith. We also have heard in the Bible that Satan is the great Antichrist, right? He's Antichrist. And um, we've heard that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our Lord. And when we accept him, we are born again. So, of course, there's Satan who's anti-born again. Antichrist, the word Christ, which means anointed one and his anointing. Jesus' last name was not Christ, but people referred to him as the Christ, the anointed one. So, wherever Jesus, the Christ, went, the anointing went with him. This anointing, this blessing, this opportunity to change the world and teach people God's intentional plan. So, Satan being the anti-anointed one, he's anti-anointed one. He doesn't want you to be anointed like Jesus. 
So Satan, being the anti-anointed one, does everything he can to get that anointing out of you. So what is that anointing? And let's refer to another part of the Bible where it's called the glory of God. The glory of God was clothing Adam in the beginning. His glory was over Adam. And that glory caused Adam not to have to toil. Matter of fact, I want to start by reading in Genesis 1. I'm going to start at verse 26, because that's where he starts talking about man. God's in the process of creating everything for man. God wanted to start a family, and he started his family. And that family started with Adam. So God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who were already in existence, right? Let us make mankind in our image. Now, right there, mankind means male and female. That's mankind. So it's not just man, it's not just woman, it's mankind. It's a, it's a species of, of, of man. Make mankind in our image, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Make mankind in our image and after our likeness and let them have complete, I'm reading this, by the way, out of the Amplified today because, um, it t- says it a little differently, a little twist, which will make us all think, and you can read it out of any version you want, but then you'd have to go back and get the original uh, Hebrew text, and, and you know you can see exactly what they're saying here. Okay, so, let us make them in our image, after our likeness, and let them, meaning us, have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, over all the earth, and over everything that creeps on the earth. That's pretty much everything, don't you think? So, right off the bat, let mankind have complete authority. Complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts, over all the earth, over all the earth, over all the earth, the weather, everything, over all the earth, and over everything that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, He created them. So if we originally were created in God's complete image, the fullness of his image, you know, and I'm going to read to you some scriptures about the glory of God. The glory, the glory was on on the Ark of the Covenant when they carried it around. The glory followed it. God's glory was on him. And yet here we're made in his image and likeness. He created us to be just like him. So the glory of God was on Adam. That anointing, that gift, that glory 
Adam didn't feel naked. He didn't know what naked was. He didn't feel alone because God was present with him always. So the fullness of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, were all present with Adam, and he felt the community was complete, except for not having Eve at the beginning, but right at the first beginning, but then came Eve. So he had everything. So let's continue to read. And God blessed them and said to both him and Eve, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue the earth. This is your baby. I've given it to you to subdue. This is not mine. It's yours. I made the earth for you to subdue. I don't remember hearing that a lot when I went to different early Bible teachings and church. And We have been given this planet to subdue it. And, um, uh, man, that's just pretty amazing. Using, okay, so, and fill the earth and subdue it. Using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. That's pretty plain. I'm not sure where we got messed up and what our thinking is, but that's God's original intent, to have you and I, as, as descendants of Adam, to have complete authority, complete authority over the earth. And God said, See... I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the land, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. Now, did Adam have to plant? No. Who did the planting? God made everything for Adam. Adam didn't have to work. It's kind of like if you have a child and you want to take care of them at least until they're able to understand what you're doing and they take over for you, maybe you have a business and your child will someday take over that business. Well, you can't let them at 13 or 14 come in and make the kind of decisions that you're making at age 60 or 50 because they're not yet prepared for that. So God took it upon himself to take care of his children. He had just created Adam and Eve. God's intent was to take care of them, make sure he had everything he needed. Everything he needed. There you go. Now, Adam didn't have to work. He didn't have to toil. God had a system set up for Adam. And to all the animals of the earth, and every bird of the air, and everything that creeps on the ground, to everything in which there is breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And so it was so. It was so. 
How come it was so? Because God said it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good, suitable, pleasant. And he approved it completely. And there was evening, and there was morning of the sixth day. Now, God didn't bring Adam in till he was finished working on building the earth. He didn't make him stand there and say, I want you to stand here and, and, and I'm going to put this together. I'm going to build this. Just wait and I'm going to ha- show you how you can play here. That isn't the way it worked. He created the air, the atmosphere. He created oxygen. He created all the things we've talked about in other shows, the spectrums of light. He created the frequencies, the hearing frequencies, everything for the human body to operate in. And Adam stood there completely naked and Eve, nobody ashamed, nobody giving it a second thought, meaning them. They didn't look at each other and say, oh, we're walking around with no clothes on because there was no knowledge of that. God had created him the way he wanted him and clothed him in his glory. Now, if you remember different parts of the Bible where it talks about the glory of God, I mean, he he even told Moses, you can't, the burning bush, right? You can't come any closer because you'll get burned up. The glory of God surrounded Adam. So from the outside in, when Adam stood there, he didn't appear totally open and naked. There was a force field around him. There was a shield around him that protected everything. God had rain and the cold, the warm, the heat, whatever. It was totally protected, totally uh, uh, organized, controlled around Adam, around Eve. Yet within themselves, they could see themselves the way they really were, and they could be close to each other. Because that's what God said. And, you know, and the interesting thing here, at this point of the Bible, God hasn't yet said, you know, that they've eaten from the tree, the wrong tree. He just said, there's one tree, don't eat from it. But they, they, when that point, when they said, and he said, even in childbirth, you'll bring forth in pain. That means up until this point, he said, be fruitful, multiply, which means there was going to be childbirth. There was just not going to be any pain. Now, logically, Right away, our minds can't understand or comprehend that because it wasn't until Adam went to the tree that he wasn't supposed to eat from, right? So let's talk about Lucifer. Lucifer was the anointed cherub that ran heaven. He got bored or something because he, he turned on God. He thought, once, I saw, once he saw how the system worked, the kingdom of God, This system that we're talking about, once he saw how that system worked, he said, I can, I can be like God because I can operate this system. It's a system. Forgetting that God made the system and understood the system. Again, the young adolescent thinking he can take over the business, Lucifer thought he could. Talks angels, angelic hosts, into leaving heaven to go with him to do this. We, actually, he got thrown out of heaven. He tried to take over heaven. He got thrown out by Michael the angels. When they got thrown out, 
when they got thrown out of heaven, where did he go? At that time, God had created the earth. Lucifer's watching all this. And he even says in the, in the word, he says, what manner of creation is this that you fellowship with man? You, you go and you, you see him and you talk to him and fellowship with him. God had created Adam and Eve in his own image and likeness. It was finally some building a community like him with free choice and the freedom to choose right from wrong, but he only showed them right. I believe God is at full intent, if it wouldn't have went wrong, is to have Adam live out his complete life in eternity, never having to work a day in his life. God would have showed him the bad side gradually. He would have taught, just like you would teach your child. Like, you teach him how to drive a car, but you don't show him how to hit a tree. You don't, you say, look, I'm going to let you get in the car and drive the car when you're 16 or 17 years old, but I'm not going to drive you into a tree so you know what it feels like. Lucifer talked Adam into driving into the tree. He gave him the keys to the car way before he was ready to drive. Well, actually, he gave them to Eve, and Eve thought, well, that'll be fun. Let's try that. Now, there's another aspect to this. When God said, be fruitful and multiply, the seed in Adam, the seed is in the man. And in the woman, woman, okay, is she receives the seed and they produce fruit, which is a child. All of the genetics, all of the future born people that would populate earth, be fruitful and multiply, all of them had a code because it was in Adam. It all belonged, it was inside of him. So when Adam, when Eve listened to Lucifer at the tree and then went to Adam and talked to him and said, we should try this other knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden, instantly, at that moment, all of the seed that was in him was contaminated as he was as well. That means Lucifer... I'm, I'm going to use a Google example because we're all today familiar with going online and Googling something or getting access. Some things you need passwords to get access to them. Well, in this case, Lucifer wanted access to God. He wanted that glory. See, he didn't have the glory that was on man. The glory of God was not... It wasn't just man, it was the glory on man, the, the power, the anointing on man. And Lucifer didn't know how to get that. He figured, I can, if I get the man, I get the anointing, I get the glory, the same. See, I thought, he thought he had it all figured out when he left, when he got thrown out of heaven. He still thought he could take over. But he didn't have that glory, that, that power, that, that glory, that anointing. So now he's sitting here and he's saying, how do I get the anointing? Well, first of all, the reason he ended up on earth is because God loved man, his man so much. 
And Lucifer was now in contempt of God. He, he just was so mad at God for throwing him out that the quickest way to get revenge, the best revenge usually is to get someone's family. What does God love the most that I can get to? And that's how Lucifer went after man. But he also went after him because he thought he could get the glory. The same glory that he... See, he thought he had it in heaven. If I just use the kingdom principles, the secrets, I can take over. But he was missing the part about the glory. He was missing the anointing. So, But Adam had that gift. He had the anointing. So in comes Lucifer trying to get the anointing. And if he couldn't get the anointing from Adam, the next best thing was to get Adam. So when Adam started to listen to the knowledge of good and evil, Lucifer, in that split second, had access to all the DNA and all the people who will ever be born. It all came under his jurisdiction. And legally, because God gave it all to Adam, he gave it all to Adam. He said, it is yours. I've given this to you. And Lucifer stole Adam. He stole his mind. Therefore, legally, he now became the God of planet Earth. It was Adam. Adam was in the image and likeness of God. He was little God made to dominate earth. But here comes Lucifer, and he tricked them. Adam took the fruit, got the knowledge of good and evil, and learned how to drive that car into a tree before he could even push the pedal and go forward. I mean, it's the only way to explain it. You know, you don't give the keys to a Corvette to a 12-year-old kid. The thing's got 450 horsepower, 500, I don't even know what the new ones have. You don't do that. Yet God had made Adam and given him the full anointing and power of all that he created. And he made us in the image and likeness of himself. And told us, go ahead, have at it. Be like me. What doesn't it make you proud as a parent when your kids like you and doing something good? It just kind of makes you feel good. And God, at that moment, lost that feeling because it was stolen. It was snatched. He could no longer just visit with Adam. So, if he would have allowed the anointing to continue, Adam would have lived forever but he would have lived under the domination of Lucifer, which we now call hell. So because of God's mercy, God put a time limit on life on earth. Now, in spite of all of what happened, Adam still lived 900 more years. And so... But then he was set free, set free from hell. Because the only way out of this whole system at this point, because legally, God cannot break his word. He gave his word to Adam that this was his planet. And Lucifer took it from Adam. God could not come back in and say, give it back to my kid. 
because he gave it to his child, Adam, and Adam handed it over to Lucifer. So here we go. Now, Lucifer has not the anointing, but he has the knowledge of what the anointing produces, and then he's thinking, well, if I can get Adam to say things, if I can get Adam to activate his faith in fear, then I can still get what I want on earth, because I got Adam, who's in control of the earth, to do it for me. And that's where we begin the story. We begin the story with Adam being used by Lucifer to get him what he wants on planet earth. In the beginning, you know, when God created Adam and has given us full authority, I mean, over the earth, and then Adam gives it away. And, and I was referring to giving the keys to your car or just giving the keys to your cor- your brand new Corvette to your 11 or 12 year old kid and then saying, be safe. <laughs> oh, we know how that'll turn out with 500 horsepower. Um, so we have to be aware of what actually happened with Adam. But more importantly, we need to be aware that God's intentions for Adam were to not have to work, uh, to not have to toil, but to have access to everything here on planet Earth. And so when we think about all this, we have to recognize that something was stolen, not just stolen from us when we're born into this planet, but it was stolen from God. God had fellowship with Adam. And and so in that fellowship with Adam, he lost that intimacy, that ability to um, get close. And he, he had man kidnapped, for lack of a better word. Man was kidnapped from God and didn't know what to do. Adam was scared, afraid. The glory went. He felt the glory go. You say, well, man, how do we get that back? Well, God has a plan. God had a plan right then to get that glory back. Now, he could have just reached in and taken it back. Let's say you gave your 12-year-old a brand new Corvette, 70, 80,000, or Ferrari, or whatever, because you could. And you signed the title over to him, gave it all over, and next week he comes home and says, hey, I traded it. I gave it to another person because they gave me this other thing in return, which you look at and you realize it's not worth anything. He said, I'm not old enough to really use that other thing anyway, so I figured I'd just trade it. And you say, well, you know, I gave you the car, not that to them, but you can't do a thing about it because there was a legal transaction where you as a parent gave it to your son or daughter. They in turn gave it to someone else, maybe for something in return, but legally that title has been transferred. You can't reach over there and just take it back and say, give me that. That belongs to my kid. You stole it away. 
<clears throat> I remember being at a wedding once with my son, and if he ever watches this, he'll laugh, because uh, the deal was you could have double lobster or uh, or or steak or whatever. I forget what it was, how it was, but he traded his lobster because he didn't think he'd like it for something else, and the other guy knew exactly what he was trading, uh, our steak. I forget which one he traded, but he traded one, and then the other guy got all the portions that and later he realized, boy, I wish I wouldn't have traded that because I, I could have eaten that. So we, we trade things, we give things up, we do things that we don't realize what we gave up. But God gave his word, just like if you signed a legal document to that car, you can't legally go get it back. It's called stealing. And God cannot break one of his words. He cannot break his word. Can't do it. If he ever broke one of his words, he would cease to be God. And that would give room to Lucifer to take over. So God can't break his own word. So now we have the situation where Lucifer didn't get the glory because Adam lost the glory. God took it back. It came out of him. But, but, but Lucifer got Adam. Now, Lucifer, remembering how the kingdom worked, because that's what made him think he could take over to begin with, said, well, here's how it works. I have to be able to get Adam to say what I want him to say, because words activate earth. Now, Lucifer knew that because he watched God build earth. But Adam was just beginning to learn. He was an infant. He was just going to learn, and God was showing him how this whole planet operates. Could you imagine the guy that developed the latest Ferrari or Corvette and you're sitting in the car with that person and they're able to actually go through every part of how they built and why they built it this way. That's exactly how God would have treated Adam and Eve. And he would have sat down in the cool of the day, walked in the cool of the day with Adam and said, now here's how I built this, here's why I did it. Yes, evil exists if you allow it, but here's why we will never allow it. And God would have taught him. And Eve would have been taught, and there would have been no pain in childbirth, there would be no sickness. But with the changeover to the other system of the tree of good and evil, he knew it too early in life, and now... Along with the evil came the curse, okay, uh, on the earth. Cursed will be the earth and the sickness and the disease and all that. So you go and read Genesis, read it all the way through. You'll get a lot of this, but now we got to move on. So the plan was, number one, to have Adam totally un independent on earth, not needing anything, utilizing the same system that God uses to exist. It's stolen away by Lucifer, and immediately God loses Adam. Biggest loss he's ever had, by the way, but he makes a plan. He could have eliminated Lucifer. That was the point I was getting to before we ran out of time. At that moment in time, he could have eliminated Lucifer and just, boop, annihilated him. But what would have happened? In the entire universe of all the angelic hosts, and all of creation and the vast expanse of God's universe would have been looking on saying, well, 
God's not if you if you don't agree with God, God just wipes you out. What would that have done? That would have left the universe in a state of fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. God wants us to live by faith, not by fear. Lucifer uses fear to get results through men. God is teaching us how to use faith to get results for ourselves. So if you're not using faith, you are using fear because they're the only two activators that cause all of the kingdom to work on this planet. You've read in Job where, you know, the thing he feared came upon him. When Lucifer got Adam to begin to talk about that he was going to die, you know, remember Eve said, or Adam said to Eve, surely you will not die. But God warned Adam, and just like you'd warn your child saying, if you go over 100 miles an hour with that thing, you lose control, it's going to be terrible with the Corvette or the car. And the kid just goes, well, 100 sounds like just getting started. I think I'd like to go for 200 and loses control. And that's what happened. Adam and Eve lost control, the glory. So now Lucifer's got him saying what he wants because now Adam already knows, oh boy, this is what it feels like to surely die because he felt naked. And then God came down and, and made loincloths. Uh, now that's the first blood of animals that was ever shed on this planet. God killed a couple animals and he made the loincloths to cover them. Of course, they tried to do it with fig leaves. That look probably was a mess. You can imagine Adam trying to make his own clothes. I don't think he knew what he was doing because he was unplugged. See, he was plugged in. I started talking about Google. He was plugged into the pure, purest of pure Google systems, the purest of pure data systems to God. If he asked a question, how could I do this? The, the instant answer would come. Did you ever Google something and say, how do I fix this appliance? Or how do I do this? Or how do I put brakes on a car? And you get an answer from someone who's done it. Well, how, do you, how much more do you think is in God's system? How much more do you think is available when, at, when you ask God through the Holy Spirit? So we have God the Father, God the Holy, Holy Spirit which is the holy Google system, the holy data system. It's the holy way. It's always giving you what's best for you way. And then there's Jesus, which we'll get to. Father, Son, Spirit. Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. <clears throat> so, now we're going to read something here from 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 18. I'm still in the Amplified. We're just going to jump a little bit because I want, you to, I want us to grasp... That God's plan was for you to have total dominion and be blessed. Lucifer stole it. And then God made a plan to get you back and me back and get it back, get the glory back for us. Because without the glory, you're missing a big piece. Um, this is in 1 Corinthians 4. It says, I do not write this to shame you, but to warn and counsel you as my beloved children. 
After all, though you should have 10,000 teachers, guides to direct you in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ through the glad tidings, the gospel. So the gospel Paul's referring to here is that we are to have glad tithings, and there needs to be some order, some teaching that goes with it. First Peter. Okay, so, and in the last line I, I didn't read here, so I urge and implore you, be imitators of me. So all of us are imitators of something. We, we want to imitate God. That's what we want to imitate. But we've been separated from him, and now we've got to learn about him again. And God could have left the universe in a state of fear, chose not to. He's bringing it back to where it's going to be left in love, where we started. Because the whole universe that God created is sustained and upheld in love love and respect. The love of God. The love of God. The height, depth, breadth, and and height, depth, breadth of God is in, in, in the love of God that we can't even comprehend. So, First Peter four, if you are now, if you're someone who says censured or suffer abuse, if you suffer abuse because you bear the name of Christ. So, if you walk around now and you've accepted Jesus, we haven't yet talked about. The fact that how to get the glory back is to accept Jesus. But if you walk around in the name of Christ, well, you're blessed. Uh, You're happy. You're fortunate to be, you know, other people maybe even envy you if you always have a good attitude. Uh, With life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of your outward condition. Because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God is resting upon you. On their part, he has blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. So, what's what we're talking about here is once you get born again, now you are set free from all that that just happened, okay? And then all the conditions around you may not be favorable, but yet you react like they are. Drives people crazy. How you doing? I'm outstanding and superlative, but I'm getting better. Drives people nuts. They when if you're always happy, you say, "Well, I just know something just happened to you that wasn't very favorable." Yeah, but I got the glory of God upon me, and He will deliver me from the snare of Satan. He will deliver me from that. So the whole purpose was to get from where Adam was to that condition that I'm referring to. Now over here in Job 22. Will you pay attention and keep to the old way that the wicked men trod in Noah's time? So after Adam, all the way through, okay, you've got you're coming up and and, and going through into Noah's time. People just wanted to get rid of the whole nature of God. Why? Because Lucifer once got out of the picture. <coughs> he totally wants him out of the picture because <coughs> he wants Adam's power on earth to be his power, but he found out the only way he could get it is to get Adam, or now you and I, to say what he wants us to say, do what he wants us to do. So will you pay attention and keep to the old way the wicked men trod in Noah's time, men who were snatched away before their time, whose foundations were poured like a stream during the flood? They said to God, depart from us. 
Uh, what can the Almighty do for us or to us? You hear that today. You turn on people on the news and it's as if they're just screaming in heaven, there's no God. What could you do to me? I know, but I don't even have, you know, they don't want to report in. They don't want to accept any responsibility. They just want to, they want to throw God out. They want to throw him out. So that happened back in Noah's time. So warning, warning, here we go. Yet he filled their house, yet God filled their houses with good things. But the counsel of the ungodly is far from me. The righteous see it and are glad. So when you've accepted Jesus, you can then see in the spirit world good things. You see something good happening all the time and everything. And the innocent laugh to them and scorn them, saying, so the people that don't believe in God and don't believe that God has a perfect plan are always scorning the person who thinks that there is. It's just the way it's going to be. Surely those who rose up against us are cut off, and that which remained to them are uh, the fire has consumed. Has consumed. <coughs> Excuse me. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. And be at peace, <clears throat> by that ye shall prosper, and great good shall come to you. Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction, instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, and submit and humble yourself before him, you will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents, if you lay if you lay gold in the dust and the gold of Orpher among the stones or the book, considering them of little worth, and make the Almighty your gold, the Lord your precious silver and treasure, then you will have delight in the Almighty, and He will lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer. You will make your prayer to him, and he will hear you, and you will pay your vows. <clears throat> you shall also decide, decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Now, prior to the law of Moses, there was no law. So man couldn't really break the law. So God had to bring the law in through Moses in order for, and with the curse. So the curse that came on the earth was attached to the breaking of the law so that then God could come up with a, a way temporarily for man to get free of the curse, the, the sins that they committed, the things that came on them because of the curse, which is the sickness, the death, and, and the guilt, and everything. <clears throat> they had to get rid of it. How to get rid of it was the blood of an animal. It's always in the blood. And that was the situation. So God wants us to be able to delight in him. God brought in the law in order for us to know there was a law. And that's the reason the curse was upon man because of the law. But then he instituted the sacrifice of animals, the blood of animals, so that once a year, so that we, that the men could get out from under that curse and be redeemed, be temporarily forgiven. But God all the while had a plan to bring in a permanent Lamb of God, His Son Jesus, that once and for all would correct this situation, that 
man would be able to be free of the curse that's attached to the breaking of the law permanently. That's a big one. And you shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established. So, knowing that a person can decree a thing and it's established, Lucifer knows that. He knows if he gets you to decree you're sick, you'll be sick. It's that simple. Lucifer knows that. But what keeps us from doing that? Well, you don't feel righteous. You don't feel strong. You don't feel the glory. The glory of God is not operating within you. That's the problem. So how do you get righteous? How do you get the glory back? How do you get that confidence back so that when you decree a thing, it's done? That's the kingdom of God. Get with God's kingdom. That's what we are talking about, being born again. You know, I know when you go into church, you don't hear often how to be bold in the Lord and decree things. And as a matter of fact, people have mocked it and made fun of it. Yeah, that's the name it, claim it, blah, 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 blah. Read the Word of God. You name it. You speak it. You have the righteousness of Christ in you to be free from the curse of the law. That's how it works. we got to get over this this uh, going backwards stuff, you know. And, of course, Lucifer, once he realized he couldn't stop the glory from coming back on man, when, when, G- when Jesus defeated him in hell, which we'll get to, and he realized he lost man, the only thing left was, okay, okay, maybe they're born again and maybe they'll go to heaven at the end of all this, but while they're here, i got to keep them from finding out about the glory. Because if they don't know about the glory, they can't take over the earth. And I have been given dominion over it. Remember when you talked to Jesus in the desert? If you bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms that have been given to me. You'll have this, you'll have that. Jesus didn't take the bait because he already knew he was about to take it back without having to bow down to that little whatever. So, this is an interesting story if you just pause and meditate on it. It's powerful. Okay, so instead of the organized church telling us, calm down, don't believe too much, don't get too excited too fast, instead of the organized church watering it down, we need to get outside of that. Take the Word of God, get the Holy Spirit, and find out what's really in store for us. You know, God sent Jesus into the earth as the perfect sacrifice. He defeated Satan. He got it all back, including the glory. And, you know, I know a lot of Christians are going to say, well, when we get to heaven, everything will be fine. Yeah, it will, but you're missing out on what's stolen right now. God wants you to prosper now. He wants you to have health, wealth, take dominion over the earth, and he got a way for you to do it. He, Jesus, once Jesus defeated Lucifer in the pit of hell, he was finished, and he sat down. The job is done. I know people are praying to God to do things. God already did it. He defeated your enemy. 
and has given you and I an opportunity to get the glory back. Oh boy, get to that part, Art. How do we get that glory back? Well, first step is to understand what Jesus did. And I don't know that we're going to go through all that on this particular program. because We're almost out of time again. But what Jesus did gives us the legal right to take the glory back with operating the kingdom, operating the kingdom of God. And that is vital. That is vital to us. Um, we've got to... We've got to learn how to operate this faith kingdom. Remember, the Bible tells us that anything apart from faith is sin. So the opposite of faith is fear. So that's why anything apart from faith in love is sin. Because Lucifer is the author of fear. So he wakes you up in the middle of the night tries to put imaginations in your mind, you wake up in the morning saying things you don't mean, he gets you to say them. Why does he get you to say them? Why does he want to? Because he knows that the kingdom of God works and is activated by you. You. He can't do it without you speaking out loud and emotionally charged, I might add. So the more he can get you passionate, to speak something into this earth, he can get it to come to pass. Right now, we're witnessing that in the media. We're witnessing that right now. Satan has done everything he can to destroy the President of the United States by utilizing the voices on air, thinking he can get all these voices to do what he wants them to do. But he don't, they don't have the glory. They're operating out of fear. Fear. They all fear the president. What the heck? He's done more good things for this country than any Christian uh, that I know up to date that has been in that office. And the reason they, they're all upset with him, to be honest with you, is because he's utilizing the kingdom better than most Christians. He knows how it works. He uses words. You may not like them all, but he's using words to get for you and I what we want. God set him in there as a modern-day Cyrus to fight the battle that you and I, quite honestly, weren't willing to or able to fight. Yet with words, he continues to take victory over every circumstance and situation in this country, and no weapon formed against him and his family will prosper. Why? Because he turned back to the Lord. He actually turned to the Lord and repented. And yet, Satan continues to make it sound like he's the most awful guy that ever lived. You know a tree by its fruit. Don't be deceived. I have a lot more to get to. We're out of time on this program. I want to encourage you to think about what we're talking about. Meditate on it. Ask the Lord to reveal it to you. It's time to get with God's program. It's time to start. stop listening to the lies of the enemy that tells you you should stay broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Sit down. Don't rock the boat. It's time to rock the boat.
It's time to rock your world and rock your boat with the Word of God. This is All In, and my name is Art Cardos, and I hope today made a difference for you. Every week, join us for a new episode, and we'll continue to talk about what's going on from God's perspective, because we're coming to a time where He's getting excited. Talk to you soon. Have a great week.